for the Canadian Society of Physician Leaders, I'm Pat Rich, and this is Leading the Way, the podcast for and about physician leaders. On today's show, your host, Dr. Johnny Van Arda, Executive Medical Director of CSPL, will be speaking with Dr. Neil Gibson. At the recent Canadian Conference on Physician Leadership, Neil was named as co-recipient of this year's CSPL Excellence in Medical Leadership Award, known by many as the Chris Carruthers Award. Neil is Associate Zone Medical Director for Alberta Health Services in Edmonton. As such, he has taken a leading role in coordinating the medical response to the COVID-19 pandemic in that province. Neil served in the Canadian Armed Forces for 32 years in a number of leadership roles, and is a clinical professor of medicine at the University of Alberta. Over to you, Johnny. Well, thanks very much, Pat, for the uh, introduction, and uh, welcome, Neil. Oh, thanks, Johnny. It's very nice to be here. Neil, you had a career as a military leader. You are also a civilian physician and a well-established and recognized physician leader. So I'm always intrigued. What do you bring from your military leadership learning into the civilian health system and vice versa? That's actually a really great question. One of the things that really stood out to me in moving from the military side of the the medical system to the civilian side was I was struck by lots of similarities, but, but obviously some differences. The military medical system is much smaller in some ways makes it easier to communicate with people who are involved, but it's also much spread out. So as you realize, we have a federal mandate that encompasses the country, but also extends to foreign lands as well. And that uh, just the whole idea of trying to establish communication across fairly distant deployments and uh, distant people is a big advantage because you have to become very efficient at your communication as well as being very directive. So that's one aspect of it. The other thing that certainly brought across was a fair bit of experience in dealing in both acute and austere circumstances. So almost a MacGyver approach to medicine in some respects in having to make do with either insufficient supplies or materials that weren't quite adapted to what you're supposed to uh, have and uh, trying to make them work, which I think breeds a certain amount of adaptation, adaptability, communication, certainly learning uh, in an environment uh, from the leadership point of view. I think the other thing that struck me that I've always tried to engender was an instance that that I've really tried to continue on with my civilian life is my experience in Kandahar at the multinational medical facility uh, under the Canadian's commanded the facility, but we were working with Dutch, German, Danish, British, as well as U.S. physicians. And I found the interactions between my colleagues there to be tremendous. And it really opened my eyes to different approaches to dealing with problems that we we see every day. And it's that collegiality as well as trying to look around and see if there are different approaches to to problems that, that really has stuck with me. That's interesting. It's almost um, like going across the silos when you go to the D of developed coalitions in the LEADS framework, when you talk about the different nations or nationalities that were working together in Kandahar. Oh, very much so. And it was just an interesting, almost micro study in working through those collaborations and agreeing 
sometimes disagreeing, but for the most part, agreeing on a, on a course of action. Well, and, and that, you know, like the questioning, should we try something else and can we do this and sharing the experience together with the adaptability that you just talked about are exactly two components that we needed so much and still need during the crisis and at times I'd submit uh, chaos of the COVID pandemic, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, certainly, I've seen lots of instances of that. Right. When we talk about the the army, though, and I don't say though in a negative way, I mean, it brings up certain images. And my image of the army is that it's uh, it's very hierarchical with the with the different categories and degrees. And, and so the civilian health system is moving away from the control and command type of leadership because the evidence shows that distributed leadership results in in better outcomes in in many ways there's a bit of contradiction there for me that i don't understand can you can you help me understand that sure in in many ways on the surface it would appear that there's a very hard rigid hierarchical system but in many ways i think my experience certainly has been as the military has been practicing distributed leadership for a long period of time People outside of the Army see a very rigid rank structure and a command and control system, as you mentioned. But one of the things I grew to appreciate is that the military allows you to develop leadership from very small unit taskings to more strategic approaches to things. And one of the things that's very clear as you move through your you know, progressive experiences with leadership and developing your own leadership style is the mission is the important aspect of all of the thrusts uh, that you encounter within the military. How you accomplish that mission is, is often left up to you. So even though you have a superior officer or commanding officer saying this must be done, you actually have a fair bit of freedom to determine how best to do that. There is a lot of trust put into leaders within the chain of command to accomplish what they need to do. And in many respects, that leadership is more distributed than very rigid, somebody looking over your shoulder, uh, micromanaging. In fact, if anything, it's the exact opposite. So it does seem like a contradiction, but I, I, I think it, it, particularly my experience in the military medical side of things, you know, you're, you're really entrusted with a, a lot of autonomy to uh, accomplish the task at, at hand. But whether you use your military or your civilian lens, when you look at the Canadian health system as a physician leader, what do you think will will never go back to the way it was before? And, and why do you think so? And, and what will probably never change? I think the days of, and I don't want to put this in a pejorative way, but physician-directed care uh, is no longer tenable. For, for a variety of reasons. One, uh, it, it's way too complicated uh, with respect to all the moving parts within the healthcare system. Secondly, it's, it's, it's probably too much work for one individual. So I think we're absolutely going to move into more team-based care with multiple members of the team taking specific areas of responsibility. Now, within that, there, there absolutely has to be a leader, but I don't think it always has to be the physician. So I, I think we're going to move away from, from that aspect of it. I think what we'll start to see not, or at least changing, is obviously the educational silos, where we train uh, individuals within the healthcare system in primary silos. So nurses 
train as nurses and don't really interact until they're actually out at the coal face. The same thing with physicians and respiratory therapists. So I, I think we need to get away from from that aspect of it and, and look at training of future healthcare personnel as, as part of a team and trying to indoctrinate that at a very early part of their education. I don't think we're going to get away from you know, managing a lot of patients in acute care facilities, but I, I certainly would love to see us move towards you know, more virtual models that allow patients better access. I, I think the system of you know, having a primary care physician separated from the rest of medicine um, needs to change. And I, I think, if anything, we should be strengthening that the primary care physician's role in managing health and managing patients and giving them a lar- larger voice in in moving patients through the system. So, you know, along the the idea of the the patient-centered care, patient home. Right. Let's um, zoom in a little bit on today's times. You know, as a leader and as a, a frontline doctor right now, how for you has your experience of the pandemic changed from a year ago? 2020 going now into 2021 when we saw the pandemic go from the acute to chronic phase personally you know i think i've had to be more adaptive i'm not sh- i've always been more of a collaborative consensus based leader uh, that's certainly been tested uh, but i think that has been at, at some points you, you have to be somewhat dogmatic but i think aspects of that collaboration being open to getting the team to work together efficiently and being quite streamlined uh, has come to the fore for obvious reasons. I think the other aspect that's coming forth is just fatigue. All of our leaders, particularly our senior leaders, you know, have been at this for over a year now. And I, I wouldn't say we're seeing cracks, but it's getting to the point where people have to understand that they have to take parts of this in small bits and kind of don't look down right to the end of the tunnel, but just, you know, what's coming up in the next two weeks? How can I can I deal with this? And then can I get a spell off? And also realizing that we have to check with our colleagues on a more frequent basis to see that they're doing okay. Just those little health checks saying, you know, do you, should I take the uh, a night on call for you just to give you a break? Uh, you know, do you want me to take over that part of uh, directing, you know, the protocols for, for the ICU uh, just to give you a break? So, you know, I think I'm seeing a lot more interaction. And, you know, one of the positive things that's come out of this, I think, is we are seeing a lot more collaboration. So, Neil, I hear you talk about fatigues and, and cracks. And I mean, as I talk to people across the country, fatigue is a word that comes back a lot and tired, very tired, exhausted. One of the things that is worrying is that as we progressively get out of the COVID uh, pandemic, we will be expected to be part of the innovation, the transformation of the health system, implementing what we learned, new things and so forth. And, And I'm just afraid that when we're being asked to do so, that there are many leaders who are going to say, can you just go away for half a year and let us recover? I, I mean, you have any thoughts on that, how we may have to deal with that? Well, I, first of all, I would agree that's a, a, a very real problem. And we, I think we're already seeing a little bit of that sag as as we're getting close to, in quotes, the finish line. Um, we, we are seeing people kind of back off a bit and and say, you know, I've I've done my done my time. Now it's uh, time for me to take a break. And, mm-hmm. and and I think there's a 
number of things that can mediate that to a certain extent. And one of the things is obviously getting things like surgery and cancer surgery back on track. I think certainly from my perspective, we've done a fair bit of almost making use of the reserves that we have. So so those folks who have been less involved now can be kind of brought forward to do that. And I, and I think certainly in our own planning in, in Edmonton, we've looked at that and uh, the surgeons are looking forward to doing that and kind of restarting. So in, in some ways, it's a shift from one group to another group. I think the other thing that it's become clear to most of us is we need to be continuing to develop new leaders and most of us have succession plans in place and folks that we would rely on to try and push them a little bit further forward. So as folks who have been kind of bearing the brunt of this are starting to, to wear out and wear a little thin, we want to make sure we're, we're more than, than one deep, that there's somebody uh, uh, in behind who can pick up some of the slack. Neil, one final question, or it's a double question in a way. <laughs> what is energizing you during the pandemic, like now, and what might keep you awake next year when the full force of COVID-19 hopefully will be gone? Well, I think the, the thing that energizes me now, it's the ability to innovate and adapt. And I would hope that we can use that capability and continue to develop that within the healthcare system. So there have been a number of changes that we've brought in because of necessity that I think think have been somewhat surprising how quickly there's been uptakes with things like virtual medicine. And I would hope that that initiative and that type of adaptability would be uh, would continue. And in terms of things that keep me awake, I, I think is catching up with things that we put aside for the time being, things like the, the opioid crisis, uh, the mental health aspects of this pandemic we've gone through, I, you know, I think that's going to be kind of the fourth or fifth wave is not so much the disease itself, but the resultant penumbra of the disease. Um, the other thing that concerns me is ramifications of this disease. We're already seeing the so-called uh, long hauler aspects of COVID and how we're going to handle that workload. We've begun some initial work of setting up clinics to look at this, but they're not going to be single system. They're going to have to be fairly multidisciplinary. It's going to have to be uh, fairly large because I think we're going to see a fair number of folks who are uh, at least have the perception that they have uh, some health issues related to COVID infection. So those are the kinds of things that I get a little bit concerned about. Neil, I know that you just came off clinical service. So I personally, for my myself and from the CSPL members are very grateful for the time you have dedicated to talk to us. Thank you very much. It's been my pleasure. All right, Pat, over to you in Ottawa. Thanks, Johnny. And thanks, Neil. That's our show for today. Please subscribe to our podcasts through your favorite podcast platform or access them via the CSPL website at physicianleaders.ca. Until next time.